0: The following podcast is brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. Just 45 minutes from downtown Toronto, you'll find the most beautiful, the most affordable public golf course in the entire province. Outstanding customer service, million-dollar views, fabulous food, great beverages, terrific driving range and practice area, and of course, a championship golf course that's always in beautiful condition. And the people there at Crosswinds, they love you long time. OK, it's all about customer service. And you know what? If you book your tee time online rather than phoning in and then getting my voice on the phone, directing you to the pro shop and then waiting for the person at the pro shop, to forget it. Save $10 per golfer. If you book online, that's $40 per foursome so you can have enough money saved to enjoy lunch at the Back Nine Bistro. Fabulous. Go to CrosswindsGolf.com, book your tee time, save some dough. And when you get there, don't forget, tell them Hebsey sent you. Now, Mike... Let's start the podcast. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Welcome to Hebsey On Sports, episode 291, the Canada Day edition. You know, some people on, on holidays like this, they don't work, right? We're off, man. You know, sleep, sleep in. Not me and Mike. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We got sports to talk about, and what a weekend it's going to be, and what a week it was. Today on the show, what more do the Toronto Blue Jays have to do? Like, really, what more? Maybe fill a few more seats. I'm a little disappointed in some of the crowds this week, and I know, you know last week of school, blah, 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 but come on. You had the Red Sox here. I don't know. Should be more. Um, but what do they have to do as far as, like, winning and losing? I mean, they're playing great baseball. They take down the Rays. They've got six what am I saying? Nine potential all-stars, wow. six finalists, and then and then pitchers and add-ons. Are they, are they the best team in baseball? No. Are they having more fun than any other team in baseball? Yes. Yes, they are. And so should their fans. So what if we're 12 and a half back at the Yankees? The Yankees aren't that good. We hope. The Yankees are going to suffer some injuries or something. We hope. <laughs> The Jays going for a five-game sweep of the Rays this weekend. When was the last time? Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) A five-game sweep in a series. Come on. I'm waiting. Look it up. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, baseball this weekend. It's going to be great in the city. It's going to be fantastic. A terrible week at Wimbledon, if you're Canadian. Terrible. They're all gone. They're all gone.
1: Uh, Oh, you know, that reminds me of Munich, so. What? <laughs> the line uh, from Munich, the massacre. There, there. Yeah. Anyway, there's. I. It Mike. Me Mike.
0: It's yes, Canada sir. Day. It's Canada Day. <laughs> you take three words I say and say, oh, they're all gone. That reminds me of Munich, the massacre. Dude, that's Happy not Canada a- Day. Everybody, thank you. There you go. Hey, Kevin Durant wants to be traded. What do you think? Raptors? Like, like? Oh, oh Durant. <laughs> what would he do? He's a, what a player though, right? Like it's not like he's on the downside of his career. He, I'm sorry. I don't care if he's in his mid thirties. He's awesome. We got to talk about it. I would take him on the Raptors. (laughs) Go ahead and make a deal. Trade the whole team for him. No, you don't need to trade the whole team for him. You don't need to trade. You just got to take that salary on. And speaking of salaries, did you see some of the money that the NBA players are signing for free agencies coming in? Like uh, these players are signing these unbelievable contracts, hundreds of millions of dollars. Talk about that. Hockey Canada losing sponsors by the second. Ooh. Maybe they want to come and join up with uh, with you and me, Mike, these sponsors. These big-time sponsors. Because well, you're going to get man. transparency from this show. Right, You're going to get honesty from this show. No cover-ups on this show. <laughs> oh, my God. And what about the eight, alleged eight players who were there in the room, okay, with this woman when the sexual assault took place? <sighs> Okay, what are they thinking right about? What about the guys that weren't in the room, yet they're all being painted with the same brush? What about those guys? Hey, man, I had nothing to do with it. Start naming names or at least getting some of the players who weren't part of it saying, hey, man, I might have been part of that team. But uh, uh, uh." Uh, Rogers Hometown Hockey Mm. is no more. No, they're all gone. Oh, no, no, they're not. No, no. Wrong, 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 wrong. Ron, 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 Ron's still there. i still there. Is it okay for a reporter who covers the Colorado Avalanche to have his picture taken with the Stanley Cup while smoking a cigar? Beat reporter. Does oh. he lose credibility? Or is it okay? Because he's part of the team, sort of. And like, he went through all that, too. So what the heck, it's a picture. Hmm. And Mike, since it's summertime, I want to go over some of the shows that I've been watching and make some recommendations for binge watching. Because really, except for baseball, we don't have the daily, you know, when's the next Stanley Cup game? When's the NBA? That, those two, those seasons are finished. Right. They're done. So it's like now it's summertime. And I, I don't know about you, but there's times where I just want to veg out and watch, you know, I don't know, six episodes of something or just love whatever. it. Love
1: it. I want to. So find out let's ask the listeners, guess. ask the viewers
0: as well and you some of their top picks yeah. for recommendations because I love the recommendation. I just, you know, someone turned me on to uh, uh, We Own the City. And I'm like, yeah, this I've is seen it. Fantastic. I mean, if you love The Wire, right. you'll love this show, this yep. show, because it's Baltimore. It's this show, right? The <laughs> yeah. Ravens. It's a, the Baltimore accent is not unlike the Philadelphia accent. And if you kind of look at a map, they're not that far from, you know what I mean? They're sort of that yeah. Philadelphia, you know, Baltimore, right? You have to be able to say Baltimore type things to get it. The show, but this show, um, the, um, uh, We Own the City is so yeah. good. Absolutely. Good <laughs> absolutely, Really, really good acting. Um, so yeah, we'll ask you about that. And yeah, we're interactive, baby. Like, you know, all you have to do if you're watching this on YouTube, which that would be the only way at this particular live point that you could get through right. is just uh, type in your question or your response or whatever else. We'll do that. Um, drilled or plunked, Mike? I hear this <laughs> when a guy gets hit by a pitch. now. I plunked him. Oh, he drilled him. So I want to know the difference. I want to know if a pitcher hits another guy. First of all, no pitcher is ever going to admit that he threw on purpose. No pitcher will say, "No, it slipped. It slipped, right?" Right. And every batter that gets hit is like, "You fucking did that on purpose." I think. Right? And there's occasional times where the guy goes to throw a big roundhouse curve and it gets a you know, and then and 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 the batter kind of ducks. It was only 72 miles an hour. Dude, I'm sorry. I know 72 <laughs> miles an hour is nothing compared to 95. Right. Right. But I mean, if you're going to get hit by a pitch, it depends where you're getting hit. You know, that's another thing, right? Like right. someone says, you know, mm-hmm. not up by the head. Sure. But don't be throwing it like at your knees. Like you don't, like, if I'm a base stealer, if I'm Burt Campanaris in the 1972 championship series Ooh. for the A's and I've been stealing bases on the Detroit Tigers left, right, and center running roughshod. Mm. Okay. And you're a Detroit tiger pitcher and you're frustrated as hell. Let's say your name is Laron LeGros and you're like, fuck this. I'm not just going to hit this guy. I'm going to hit him and take him out, right? I'm going to hit him like I'm going right for his kneecap. I'm going for his kneecap, right? Right. Like think about Tanya Harding and the the (laughs) kneecap. Okay, You know, like going for the eye or the head or the shoulder is nothing if it's a figure skater. It doesn't do anything. She can go out there with like, you know, with a bad arm and probably still do it. You go for the kneecap. She's a figure skater. He he runs the bases. You fucking go for the So he threw at him. This was in the championship series, and Bert Mm Campaneris got up and took his bat and threw his bat like how would he like throwing it like a dart, a combination of a dart and a javelin? Wow! He fired the bat at Lebrow, who had to duck. Right, find the video of this on YouTube. Wild stuff. I would say in that situation, okay, that he was drilled. Yes, he wasn't plunked. He was drilled, so I kind of go through that because it's plunk kind of sounds like oh he just took a little plunk. He it depends a- on the velocity of the pitch, does it? Yeah, I think
1: if I think there's a threshold at some point a plunk becomes a drill depending how fast the the ball was thrown by the pitcher. I don't
0: know, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't think. Let me put it this way: I don't think Bob Gibson ever plunked anybody. I think Charlie Huff or Phil Negro. Yes yes for sure would have plunked somebody sure. that knuckleball right. went bla, 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 and hit gun, right <laughs>
1: 67 miles an hour the other something. thing is is
0: that those ones those backdoor sliders or whatever that ends up hitting the guy on the big toe right <laughs> yeah. like is that a plunk is that a drill like you weren't but was it a drill it's where it hits you too it right. Hits you on the elbow or if i hit you in the bum like on the meaty fleshy part of your yeah. bum you know
1: that's where you want to take it
0: I don't know what i'm saying if i'm going to throw at you but, I mean, there's certain areas, like, I guess, like, you know, ab- like above the, the the letters.
1: And as I recall, Hebsey, having done this with many years with you talking sports, which I love every Friday morning, but uh, you were sort of an advocate for the uh, the code, the baseball code where you would throw at a player.
0: Throw at a player. Yeah. Like, at, at, not to hit. Okay, right? but
1: you would give him some chin music and, you know, your aim well, is Well, no, no, to, no, no, no. no. See, true. this is where
0: you've got this idea well, that every time a pl- you brush a player back, a brush back, it's got to be up around the head. Not true not true okay. and if you've noticed okay when you watch the replays of some of these um up and in pitches as I like to call them yeah look at the, look at the bat look where the batter's head is when the pitch is delivered
1: right. like
0: take a look where his head is in response in to. Yeah. <laughs> now and i throw one that's got a little bit of a tail to it and you're leaning right. in a little bit and yeah you're damn right it looks like he whoa and, of course, the player gives it, you know, he gives it the old Olay, like he gives it the Lourdes Goriel Jr. Right. right. And let's right. face it, there are some players who, when they get hit, or they can be a little more dramatic than other players. Like, sure. I remember Mike Matheny took a fastball in the jaw. He never flinched. He's spitting blood. He never flinched. Ran, walked to first base like nothing happened. And I've seen other guys get hit where they've down and they're dancing around and they're in incredible pain. So they're like a soccer and, player. Yeah. Like, I'm, and you're going, Oh my God. And then, and then, you know, 30 seconds later, they're a bounce up and walk to first base. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Man. You just look like you were dead. <laughs> but anyway, there was this whole thing about plunking or drilling or hitting okay. or whatever. And was it intentional? You'll never know if it's intentional. You can't measure intent. Um, all right. Six blue Jays players are finalists for the upcoming all-star game in Los Angeles on the 19th of the month. And by the way, this All-Star, it's on Tuesday. The All-Star game is on a Tuesday, but they've got the previous weekend as part of the All-Star festivities. Mm. There's going to be like an old-timers game. They don't like to be called old-timers. Legends game, Futures right. game. It's like NBA All-Star weekend, except the game is on a Tuesday. So when's the Home Run Derby? On the weekend? I don't know, man. Oh. <laughs> no, I think the Home Run Derby is always the Monday. Okay. sure. Don't, right. don't ask me too many questions about it, okay? Yeah, I thought you did your homework. Well, I am doing my homework, okay? Here it is. Alejandro Kirk. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Santiago Espinal, Bo Bichette, George Springer, and Lourdes Gurriel, all finalists already, announced wow. as finalists. Now, you could possibly add, and likely, Alec Manoa, who might well be the starting pitcher, but for sure he's going to get an all-star or not. Jordan Romano. What about Matt Chapman? I mean, I know you can't do every position player, but Matt Chapman's been Fantastic. Right. Like literally every guy on the Jays has <laughs> been great. The team of all stars. It's a team of all stars. But even after beating up on Tampa yesterday, they are still looking at a wild card spot because of the incredible New York Yankees running away with the East. Consider this, Mike, had Tampa beaten the Jays last night, let's just say every team in the American league East would have had a winning record in the month of June. Wow. Never happened. Wow. Incredible. Okay. Instead, Tampa was, what, you know, one game below, uh, two games below 500 for everybody else. Baltimore had a great month, too. And this is the wild one. Okay. Mm-hmm. While the Jays have been playing such like really good baseball this month, the Yankees and Red Sox both played above 750 baseball. Wow. Both of them in June. First time it's ever happened. Two teams, same division, over 750 baseball. That's nuts. How good do you have to be? And how many trades do you have to make? to improve this team, because you're not going to get your reinforcements from the minor leagues. I'm telling you this right now. Don't even think about it. You're already carrying Bradley Zimmer as your 25th, 26th guy. You've got a bullpen that's who knows, right? A starter goes into the seventh inning. People go, this is great, seventh inning. Look at Kikuchi last night. Wow. Think about it. You're using your relievers every night, every night. And, like, even last night, like, we're going, oh, man, Kikuchi. He was terrific terrific the team is so much fun to watch especially when um somebody has to talk to a player that doesn't speak english and you need the interpreter that to me is hilarious that should be part of blue Jay culture that everything we do should be multilingual because we've got a korean pitcher we've got a japanese pitcher we've got many spanish speaking but from but from different parts of 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 latin america or you know what i mean
1: but you've changed your tune on this one, Hebsey.
0: Well, no, you have to embrace it now because it's so ridiculous now. Okay. Like, come on, Mike. Yeah. An interpreter runs out to the mound with Pete Walker. Like, how does this work? Right. Like, you think Pete Walker goes to the interpreter, get your ass out there. I don't speak a fucking word of Japanese. Let's go. <laughs> does he? Does Montoyo go over there and say to the interpreter? Right. Does the interpreter speak? Does a Japanese interpreter for the Jays speak Spanish also? Cause that to me would be the best, right? Get that's the Japanese point. get, there's gotta be one guy out there somewhere. That's a Japanese, Korean, Spanish, English interpreter. Gotta be Ooh. find that person. Because when I see the interpreter run out there with Pete Walker, it's hilarious. <laughs> Cause Pete doesn't run. He kind of whatever. And the interpreter's kind of got the little choppy steps. I'm sure he's a nice fellow. And he's standing in the middle of a mound conference with, 27,000 people watching him. And like, I'm thinking, like, what is this guy doing? So Walker stands there, and he puts his hand over his mouth, right? Because he doesn't want anyone lip-reading. So for those watching, he's like, hmm, like this. So he's talking. He's looking at the picture and speaking to the pitcher in English with his hand over his mouth, okay? The interpreter is standing next to him, and <laughs> Walker's not looking at the interpreter, going, tell him this, this, and this. He's looking right at Kikuchi and saying it, and the interpreter is... Uh, interpreting and but he's not covering his mouth so he's telling kikuchi in japanese what the deal is and i'm going there's got for sure the tampa bay rays have got to have somebody that speaks japanese that's lip reads japanese it's going hey he's telling them to throw the sliders we're
1: making them earn it man you gotta earn (laughs) it
0: (laughs) but it just looks so funny because walker's got his hand over his mouth like you know like because guys are just used to that now i'm sure that's what they do just instinctively now they're just so used to putting their hand over their mouth. So no one can lip- read their lips, but the interpreter is not into that at all. I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. And then during the game, so I don't know if there was an announcement. I wasn't at the game, but I hear Shulman kind of going, Oh, that was Kikuchi's 400th career strikeout. Kind of like, oh, like who gives a shit? Like, but you know, <laughs> kind of like that, but, but somebody like maybe Scott Carson or someone said, Hey, sure. career strikeout number 400. And I'm laughing. It's a nice I'm going, round this number. Is, This is what it's come down to. This is what the stats have come down to. Absolutely meaningless statistics, (laughs) unless they're put in context. And if they are even more meaningless (laughs) because Nolan Ryan once struck out 383 batters in one season. Right. See, if I'm producing the show last night and they go, "Uh, you say Kikuchi, that is his 400th career strikeout. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm going to put up a graphic. Immediately, that says <laughs> career strikeouts. Okay, you say Kikuchi four hundred, right? Most strikeouts in one season. Mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan three eighty three, right? That's context. People go four hundred strikeouts is nothing, <laughs> and that's what I just. I'm go you know, and they had to acknowledge it, and then and then you know, I think they did a PA thing because the crowd kind of went oh for, or they put no, it up on the You're board. Right. People don't know. Strikeouts. Not everybody I'm, knows. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to come up with a. a parallel a a comparison between how meaningless 400 strikeouts is in the career of a major league pitcher it's like
1: announcing this was his 50th career home run right like it's
0: like 50th career home run who gives a fuck i need context how many other pitchers have reached 400 strikeouts in their career a thousand (laughs) to that right i gotta have context stop throwing out stats please at him. least we
1: haven't got to the point where they're doing silly things like, oh, that was his uh, 500th uh, plate appearance. Like, you know,
0: No, no, is- no, but no, this so one, no, no. How about bad. this one, Mike? No player in the first 47 games of his career has done, like, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, picking out random numbers. Like, nobody in the... Because the next day, they just... The next random number. Nobody in their 48th game has ever done this. Nobody in their 40, 40- <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Right. So it's starting from day one. I'm sure <laughs> back on the fourth day of the season, no one in their first four games had ever done this before. <laughs> Enough. So the Jays win four to one. We got four Ooh. more against the Rays. We're going for the sweep tonight. Wow. Jose Barrios or Barrios, hmm. uh, and we don't know which one we're going to get. We could get the Barrios, like, <laughs> and we could get the Barrios. Uh He goes against Tampa's Corey Kluber. That hmm. should be a good matchup. And then tomorrow, a day-night doubleheader. Not the old style doubleheaders, two games right. for the price of one. Not right. the one seven, one seven innings and one nine innings, shit like that. No, no. First game starts at twelve oh seven. Get there, batting practice is at 9 30 in the morning. I don't fucking know, <laughs> Kevin. Can you imagine? When do you can, you can you serve beer? Like, could you have a beer at like 11 in the morning? Yeah, the 11 start? is
1: when you can start serving 11 in Ontario, but not
0: before. No, so before if I'm there at 10 45, I want to watch a little beer, have a beer. No,
1: nope, gotta wait Sorry. 15 minutes,
0: <laughs> but it's but it's Canada Day weekend. Wow, okay, Gosman, Kevin Gosman against the amazing left hander Shane McClanahan. Boy, is this guy good for Tampa. He's good. Uh, That's the first game of the doubleheader. That's the lid lifter. That's actually, no, that's just a, that's a game. That's the day game. (laughs) Right. And then in the night game at 6 p.m. Because remember, they got to get everybody out of there. Right. Right. So if the game goes like extra, extra innings, even though it's a noon start, if it goes, let's say it goes four hours. Yeah. Possible, right? Totally possible. Yeah, of course it's possible. Four hour game. So now, so you're out of there 4.07, get get, get everybody out. Get the fuck out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Out, 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 out. (laughs) Because we got another game at six oh seven, and we opened the gates for that at, I don't know, five oh seven or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> right? And there's no, there won't be any BP before the second game. Everybody already had a first no. game. It'll be a little bit of stuff, but not much probably, right? Uh, when can you come in? When can I come in for the second game? So it should be a fun Canada Day weekend, regardless in the big smoke. Looking forward to it.
1: And Hebsey, for my birthday, my uh, oldest daughter bought us tickets to the uh, Sunday game. So oh, man. Would, I'll be at the Dome Sunday with my daughter, Michelle.
0: Fantastic. What a great birthday gift. I know.
1: Was. I know. So thoughtful and amazing. Yeah.
0: Great. great. 500 level or down? Yeah. Five, five. Yeah. yeah five, seven, so you know, those five are the best seats. You know, those are the best seats. And having gone, listen, I've gone to enough events now. My, my girlfriend Serena is a, uh, is a diminutive young lady. Uh, and I never realized it because I'm not, I'm well great. over six feet that, that to sit at a baseball game or at a concert sometime or a movie or whatever. Uh, there's nothing you can do when it comes to uh, sight lines there's you're right. stuck you're stuck you got to bring I, a couple I, of I, phone books i never experienced this ever i can you know i can no because you're not diminutive, young or a I mean, lady right. you're over right, right but i also have a neck like a giraffe and i can look around but i mean so i never realized how difficult that was right. and uh, we had these great seats and you know the guy in front of her had a big huge head and was tall right and the poor girls but like, the whole you know Like, like looking around that, it just, so you have to, so I have to find seats that are in like the first row Mm. of like the upper level or a balcony or where there's unrest where no one can possibly, right. You know, uh, impede her view first row of the 500s. Those are the Hebsy seats. There you go. I'm looking for those. (laughs) Okay. Let's go to hockey now because there's a lot to talk about here Uh, and it's all over for Rogers hometown hockey. Now, Mike, this is not a surprise. No, this is part of the cost cutting. The new executives at Rogers, apparently the woman who is the new executive is the type that just loves to cut costs. Like that's why they hired her. Right. She's just a cutter, right? I don't know her name. Like I said, I'm glad I don't work in that business. But uh, that's the rumor was, oh yeah, they because this Jordan, what's his name? Jordan Banks? Yep. supposedly was like the next uh, boy wonder or whatever he's he's out so anyway this woman is like cutting so the first thing was like okay let's take a look at roger's hometown hockey it had a good run the idea was did you watch it because there were never leaf
1: games so i never saw it like i only watch leaf games is that terrible to say on hebsey on sports (laughs) like like i i would it would be like i don't know calgary versus whatever it would be calgary versus nashville or something like I, w- I wouldn't tune in because uh, I'm I don't have time for that in the regular season. I'll watch that game in the playoffs. But you watched R- Rogers' hometown hockey.
0: No, okay. I didn't say that.
1: Oh well, you no, I had seen some of it. the
0: stuff. I'd seen some of the features, but no, you're right. If I'm a, I, I I watch all the Leaf games, so I really can't, I can't watch. Okay, all so games. you're like
1: me. I don't feel so bad now. That's me. You shouldn't I have felt Leafs. bad in
0: the first place, man. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't like the fact that you're. That you have to think before you say something.
1: Well, I'm in the presence of sports greatness. It's a uh, it's a lot for me to you know have on my shoulders here. People think this is easy. I'm with the great, the legend. Oh, stop it! I'm just here. stop
0: it! Stop it! You already said at the beginning. Just we're having a conversation here, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to go. Oh, I'm afraid okay, to so say- I never, watch. I'm I never watched. I'm afraid to say hometown what's hometown on my hockey. mind, Mike. Don't ever. I'm afraid to uh-huh. say what's on my mind. That's what this is for. The show, right? If you're pissed, you're pissed. Oh, okay, so something.
1: I'll leave it. Just to say I never watched hometown
0: hockey so but you have no comment
1: like, on this is what you're saying well i sounded like a nice thing to have and i just i
0: know you're gonna cost get a fortune got to it, but... you gotta send a whole crew to uh you know to to uh prince rupert this right. week and you know uh, you got to present another you, net, Charlottetown Crazy. next week you got to send a crew to you know occasionally you'd have the ontario ones but still it's a road trip man you're paying for accommodations you're paying for your crew to be there not just for a day or two they're there for like right. like the week right like they're in, they're doing pank, you know, Ron and Tara Sloan are doing you know pancake breakfasts and right. rallies and special features and they're promote it's being promoted on all the, uh, the the Rogers platforms you know coming up this week on hometown hockey we visit the La home of blah, blah 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 and we'll talk to the junior team from so and so and now here we are on the desk with 11 year old uh, Caleb uh, Smith uh, who plays for the AAA A uh Kelowna Rockets, you know what I mean. But it's interesting how we we are like,
1: okay, oh, it's expensive. Of course it went. But it's like, you know, you got lots of money, Rogers. Like maybe some things you have to pay for some things that are are good things to have for the sport that you uh, are so invested in. Like, I don't know. Like, so what if it's expensive? Like some things cost money. Like why is it that all these things that are pricey have to go because Rogers is so poor? Have you looked at their books lately? They're not no, poor. I, I have not.
0: I have not looked.
1: Into <laughs> it's a public co- company. You can check it out. There. It turns out they're not poor. Like I looked into it. Rogers. I got nothing not to do not with support. them.
0: I got nothing to do with them. You see, I'm not on. I, I don't have any Rogers uh, services. Okay. All right. Um,
1: avoided them. Well, it's hard, it's hard. It's hard. You only have two real options in this. And thing.
0: I and I never worked for the company. Nor did I ever want to work for the company. When I worked for sportsnet, oh. it was owned by CTV. Right. right. Rogers. And I've heard. I mean, I've heard horror stories horror stories but is it so much better on the other side like oh i don't yeah. know i oh. probably i don't know I, it seems to me that things at tsn are much more stable oh. and have been for since ever they okay. were there first you know when i worked when i worked at raw Ro- at sports that it wasn't rogers it was ctv right right from the very beginning my boss was like we've got to beat tsn and i went are you out of your fucking mm. mind <laughs> like are you fucking nuts Like <laughs> tsn had like a 15 year head start right and they were on every cable system You guys, people got to, I mean, it was a, it was a tilted field at the beginning, right? You should have said,
1: okay, well, you're going to have to cough up $6 billion
0: for uh, exclusive. I told you what happened with me. You know, I got, uh, I got, I got sold a bill of goods. Oh, you'll be the uh, 630. Oh, uh, Scott Moore did this. Oh, you'll be the 630 acre and whatever. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's four time zones. You got to go four different shows. You Uh got to do, even though you live in Toronto, you got to do a show and pretend that you're living in Eastern Canada, right? Right, because the lead story is going to you know for the first one that you're going to do is this is only going to be seen in Eastern Canada, Montreal and East. This that's it. And then the next one you do, that's going to be seen for like Ontario. Right. Only people in Ontario will see that one. No mention of any you know it's Ontario specific. And then right. half an hour later, you're going to do another show, or no, two hours later you're going to do another show that's strictly for Western Canada. Right. Now you know what Western Canada is for someone from Ontario, right, Mike? Winnipeg, <laughs> all of all of Manitoba. Right. All of Saskatchewan, right. All of Alberta. All of
1: right.
0: it. Right. So if Regina happens to be playing the same day as the Winnipeg's playing, the same day as Calgary's playing, the same day as Edmonton's playing, well, you got to come up with the lead story, buddy, even though you don't live there. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then half an hour later, guess what? You now live in BC because you're doing an entire sports cast for the people of BC. Okay. You got to mention all the BC teams, the Vancouver teams. You got to mention Simon fucking mm-hmm. Fraser University. Sorry. I didn't didn't, didn't mean to say it that way. But you have to mention on this one, I had to mention Simon Fraser University. I couldn't mention the Leafs or the Blue Jays, but it because it's BC specific. It drove me nuts five days a week to do this. That was 20 years ago, man. It was a
1: bait and switch, right? Like that's the key to this story. Like if you were told that's what you're doing, then you took the gig, then nobody feels. I I was
0: told that Scott Moore was going to be my boss. Okay. Not this fucking hump that uh, put his resume on Scott's desk on a Friday of a long weekend saying, "Yeah, I'd like, you know, I'm applying for a job. You're the new sports director. That's the way it oh, was. And who the oh, fuck was this guy? Unbelievable. Oh. Anyway, anyway, so much for that. Okay,
1: so you never worked for Rogers, which I think is a fun no, fact. But I think no, most I people would be Russia. surprised by that. Why? I just think that you've done so much in your illustrious uh, sports media career that people would. What have I done? uh, What have I
0: done in my illustrious? Well, people. First of all,
1: people have to realize. Oh, you never worked because Rogers has owned five ninety for a long time now. You have
0: to understand something, Mike. When I uh, worked in the business a lot, it wasn't corporate owned. Companies weren't corporately owned. Like
1: Telemedia.
0: Well, yeah, like that. that was, but the, you know, corporate. That's telemedia. You can well in no, Ontario, no, you, I mean, can't you can't so compare like telemedia. Rogers, right. No, yeah, you can't compare telemedia in Ontario right. with Rogers and Bell. No, 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 absolutely not. No, right. com- people right. in Ontario didn't know what the fuck telemedia was. Telemedia so, was uh, in Montreal, and uh, you know, Philippe de Gaspe Bobien. People never heard of him. He could have walked down the street with a sign saying, "My name is Philippe de Gaspe Bobien." People <laughs> would not have recognized him, right? But when I worked for Global, it was owned by like, you know, a couple of guys, right? It was Paul Morton. It was uh, Seymour Epstein. It was, and then it was Izzy Asperger, you know, but then you see what happens is that once the big corporations took over, forget about it, man, forget Mm. about it, right? Because you're right. They're looking at the, they're looking at their shareholders. Right. Right. The bean That's who they have to answer, they have to answer to. Whereas, you know, when it was run by not individuals, let's say wealthy people, but individuals it was a different story they would come down to the newsroom every so often and say hello you know what i mean
1: absolutely yeah and then
0: you know the same and then in radio the same kind of a thing it's it's a it's a sad story oh by the way uh do you know what uh no one can get in touch with tara sloan do you know what her status i is talked with- to her no i talked to her oh what did she say
1: uh please please don't use my rogers email after july 1 because okay it no longer
0: right. work right so she's not she yeah her, I, I
1: tweet i tweeted this on wednesday she's part of she's not with rogers anymore uh right. she's the most famous casualty from the cancellation of hometown hockey
0: for sure absolutely but she but she did a lot of background or stuff. I mean, she was there on site and she did a lot of uh the production that went into yeah. that as well as long as being as well as being there live that's you know that was a full-time gig but also with the pandemic man it was well, you couldn't do anything that pandemic killed a lot of things right she sure. did other
1: things like top of her game. I remember being promoted quite a bit as like she would speak with.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right, too. That's right. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because not that many months ago, there were a lot of those shows like Tara's show. There was also Kayla Gray had a show. Right. And there yeah. were all these shows sprouting is that, up. Is with, that show gone now? The Kayla Gray I show? I don't know. You're oh. asking the wrong guy about that. <laughs> you asked the wrong guy. All right, let's uh, talk about, let's talk about well, but, like So, but, what? but Tara what? Sloan,
1: uh, who, you know, is not really a sports, like she no, she's not at all. World of Music. She she's was in a all. joy drop. And of course, no, I know, I know,
0: but she's not a, yeah, no, I know, you know, she's not going to surface on, she's not going to surface on, on sports center. She's right. not going to end up anchoring or anything. She's not going to end up taking over for Jennifer. And she's for not going to go get or
1: one, or one of it. those uh, sports gambling jobs. That's not really, uh, uh I don't know what kind of
0: job, what kind of job are those jobs? No, I mean, if you're doing that job now, are you going to be pigeonholed for the rest of your career as oh you're the gambling one here? You're the That's, one that does yeah. the gambling. But you know what I think, I think that uh, people who
1: are going to get it now are sort of the, like we're uh, going to wish they got it earlier, the earlier wave when they could latch on to like uh, a sports gambling salary. Like I'm, I'm just saying it did, it did right. prolong a lot of careers. Rod Black is doing it now.
0: Yeah. Listen, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, no one okay. should ever criticize someone for being able to make a dollar. No, of course. ever, ever. No all right. You do what you have to do. It's legal. Uh, sports gambling is legal. Okay. Right. Before long, Mike, before too long, they're going to do, uh, you know, they're going to look at marijuana advertising and go, okay, this is ridiculous. I mean, if we're allowing gambling and we're allowing drinking and all that, you know, alcohol, Right well they have to to figure out a way they have to figure out a way yeah to to to, to make it to normalize it but quite frankly that day is coming too so so who's going to be the first one hey man what are you gonna hey man hebzy here listen man back in the day when it wasn't legal (laughs) couldn't tell you about that stuff but now that it's legal you know it's the best you know how many of these sportscasters like to smoke a little pot no
1: man come on well, I always assumed you were you were a stoner. Like I got a good stoner vibe from you.
0: What is a stoner vibe, though?
1: Like you enjoy your your cannabis. Your, so those
0: uh, so those that, for example, if I was a drinker, I the vibe is completely different, right?
1: Yeah, different vibe, different how, vibe. How so? How so? Well, it depends how heavy a drinker you are, of course. But I think I think that you, Bill King, for example, I think of you dudes get together, smoke a little weed, and then the conversation gets very interesting. <laughs> really. Well, Bill Uh, King, I think he's like a, he's like the pothead. This is a fully a
0: man who loves. I don't think you should use the term pothead. I think he would like that term. No, I think think pothead, it would be, I think if you call someone a pothead, it's similar to calling someone who drinks uh, a a, a drunk, a lush. Hmm. All right. That's just me. That's the connotation I get. Pothead is not a, Hey, uh, world's favorite pothead. No, it's derogatory. Anyway, hockey, Canada. Yeah. Losing sponsors, but wait a second, What time is it? They lost another sponsor. Oh no! Jeez, did you say that? I'm talking about the biggest names that advertise in like everywhere yep. have pulled out. All right, I'm talking Scotia Bank, Canadian Tire, Telus, Tim Hortons, the keg pulled out the keg. Well, the keg, the, you can't compare the keg, the keg, <laughs> to Scotia Bank. Come on, Mike. It was fifth in the fifth in
1: line. Okay, I didn't put it ahead of Scotia Bank.
0: Right. It was on my yes, list. Even the keg, even the keg. is said, no, nope. this is how fucked hockey Canada is. This is what happens when you're not transparent. This is what happens when you take government funding and then you don't show accountability. You go behind people's backs. You pay off people. All right. There's silence. Names have to be named. So they're losing sponsors at an alarming rate wow. in light of the allegations that up to eight members of Canada's world junior hockey team sexually assaulted a woman in a hotel room in London, Ontario in 2018. Okay. So yeah, the big, big companies have gone. Wait a second. Okay. You're hockey Canada. Okay. You're funded by the government. Did you use government money? Oh no, we never used government money. What did you use? We used all of our surplus, everything that was available to pay this woman. Okay. So she wouldn't name names and, and, and fuck us forever. Well, guess what? You should have come clean. And now you've got players who had nothing to do with it. And I know two of the players that were there. I can't mention their names. I don't know to what degree, if they knew exactly what happened. I don't know. But I know two of them. But I can't mention their names. But I think everybody knows who they are. Two big names. Okay, NHL players today. Well, one of them isn't Victor Mete, who said he was on that team. He said, hey, hey, hang on a second. I was a member of that 2018 team. All right. I don't like the fact that names have not been mentioned because it adds to my name. Okay, me being part of that group. I'm under suspicion and I wasn't there. I was in the Caribbean with my family taking holidays. So don't even include me. And let's have some fucking transparency. And he's 100 percent right. Mike, if I was on that team and eight of my teammates were in a hotel room, whether I knew everything about it or nothing about it, I, I got to come clean. I got to say, hey, man, I'm not ratting on anybody. I'm fucking saving my own ass. I wasn't there. Okay? Now, the investigator says, I remember this is supposed to be, says, do you know who was there? He goes, yeah, I know. Right? You have to tell us. So he has to tell them if he knows. Now, that's, man, that's some heavy shit. But if you're Hockey Canada, you can't be, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 Everything's good. And if you're one of those eight players, you're shitting yourself. You are. I'm troubled by this, Mike. How do you know the, the
1: of a couple of players who are definitely there? Like, how do you know that?
0: Oh, I do. I know from other people who know that they were there. Yep. Wow. I know two of them for sure. But that doesn't mean that they were part of it. They were there, meaning they could have come in and out of the room. They didn't. know, found out what happened afterwards. I, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only ones that know were the ones that did it. You see, the ones that didn't do it cannot categorically say, oh, yeah, he, he did it, right? He could say, I, I wasn't in the room at the time. When I left, he was in the room. But I don't know what happened after I left. I don't know if he was still there or he left two minutes later, you see. And I don't know how much of this was ever when the original investigation was done, if there even was one. You know, in house or whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's just. But again, imagine being one of these guys, Mike, and someone says, uh, "Yeah, they're, well, they're name names." You go, "Oh, they can't. They've already the woman. The settlement's been made. It's confidentiality agreement, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It can't happen. Hmm? Can it happen? Should it happen? Do we want to know as Canadians? Should Hockey Canada be transparent? Fuck yeah
1: fuck yeah and, and you know money talks right money and this, cool. this is this is a huge huge financial hit huge. hockey canada's taking you drop those big names and, and when you lose the keg you've right. lost the uh the soul of the country
0: <laughs> and also what does this do um uh, by association to the national hockey league because like i said two of these players that i know for a fact are in the nhl oh. They're right. playing in the NHL. Yeah. You know what happens if it comes out, or what responsibility do the N does the NHL have, or the individual teams, and and, and even like the Chicago Blackhawks case, the Chris Beach—that's not settled. Was that settled? There's still questions that have to be answered. This messy man. Is this fact that all? Because
1: I know the World Juniors are going to be in August this year. Sure, post- it does. Are you kidding me? That's the TSN showcase, right? That's well, the,
0: this is this is the other thing. All right, the fact that Rick Westhead. A TSN reporter, Bell Media employee, I guess, right, um, <clears throat> is breaking the story. The association that TSN has had with Hockey Canada is, right, you know, probably the strongest of any two associations, uh, you know, in the world. Really yeah. think about all the years that they've had the association. So sure. for TSN and Bell to go, oh, no, no, we can't let this happen. I think it's, uh, I think it speaks well for Bell Media. There's a conflict, but man, you got to get the truth out there especially a company that's, come on, Bell, let's talk. I mean, it's all about transparency, right? It's all about... And I mean, Rick Westhead can't do his job if uh, he has to be
1: concerned with uh, conflicts of... Tremendous, doing a tremendous
0: job. But also what he's doing is he's putting the pressure on Rodgers. And look, when I watch Hockey Night in Canada, do I want to see something on this? Sure, I do. I want to see journalism, right? Their competitor, TSN, Bell, fantastic journalism. I don't see David Amber or Ron McClain going on. You know, I mean, they sure, they've... well i don't know how much have they addressed i haven't really noticed very much at all do they have their reporters out there you know digging away at stuff no no because they're trying to sell the game you know yep and tsn is like they're doing the good journalism pretty interesting okay so what do you think about this guy denver post reporter mike chambers a beat reporter for the denver post uh, posed with uh, the Stanley Cup, he's got a cigar in his mouth. He's holding the Stanley Cup. He's got a big smile on his face. Now, I don't even know who the journalist was, but someone came along and said, "Hey, this is not cool, not cool." Right? What do you think?
1: Well, I think, <clears throat> I, I think it's it is not cool. Like, I don't think the uh, if you're supposed to be an objective, like I'm not talking about somebody who works for the. You well, know, well, the what do you?
0: Well, wait a second. Like, I'm not I, talking. How Hazel, do I'm you interested. differentiate, Mike?
1: I okay. I differentiate like this. If Hazel May poses with the uh, World Series trophy, it's different to me than if Steve Simmons poses with the uh, World Series trophy. Okay? It's different to me. It's because I would view uh, Hazel May as part of the uh, official broadcast team meant to promote, like, basically a cheerleader for the Blue Jays on many levels, whereas Steve Simmons is supposed to be an independent, uh, objective reporter covering this team.
0: Okay, good. So this, in this case, this guy is the Denver Post <clears throat> reporter, the Denver Post. Yeah, is so he su- shouldn't do – it is a bad look. Like, I'm suppo- not I mean, I don't, the I don't read the Denver Post, it. but I'm thinking supposedly it is, you know, um, a like, would major you do newspaper it? You that's at, uh... now with an online presence. I mean, it's been there for many years. People who read the Denver Post trust it as a trusted right. news source. Right. And and then, and therefore, their reporter is reporting objectively right. on the, the Colorado Avalanche. Right.
1: Like Pepsi, man. When you were at Sportsline, you did—you were covering Blue Jays a lot. Let's say they did win it all in '85. Let's go back in time there. Uh, Would you have a cigar in your mouth, posing with the World Series trophy? No, of course not.
0: No, no one would. No one would. But there wasn't social media
1: back then. But still, you wouldn't do it. Ah,
0: It's almost like there's a demand. As long as I'm here, can you just take a picture of me? You know what I mean? It's sort of that immediacy of well, as long as I'm here, Hmm. right? Um, But anyway. No uh, I in the I, I don't like I don't personally like seeing it. I don't like seeing it. I mean, I think that if in the summertime he was at a guy's cottage, mm-hmm. right? And by right. the way, how about Bo Byram yesterday in the Stanley Cup parade? Goes to get a couple of beers, jumps off the truck, gets a couple of beers during the parade. Go, goes to go back on the truck. A cop stops him, says, "Hey, where do you think you're going?" He's what? like, "Man, I'm a player." He goes, I'm, "I missed I'm, that." He's wearing his Byram. <laughs> he's wearing his jersey, his Colorado jersey. Oh, but again, okay. he's got. Backwards hat, sunglasses, sneakers, and this cop who, you know, sees a guy with a Bo Byram jersey, doesn't think it's the real, like, he's not thinking straight, I guess he's like, hey, hey, hey you can't, and he gets detained, and the fans are like, hey, no, no, that's, he's a player, and the cop's like, oh, okay, but think about this, everyone at the, like, all the players are there, but people are at the parade, and they're wearing their favorite player's jerseys, right, Mike?
1: Right, of course, yes, of course. So it, yeah.
0: it would be like, um, I don't know, I'm just trying to think. Um, <laughs> some kid wearing a Kyle Lowry jersey during the Raptors parade, okay?
1: Right. right. Runs right. out
0: to the thing and a cop goes, hey, hey you're not Kyle Lowry, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. The right. real Kyle Lowry goes, and it's possible that this cop sees, you know, a six foot tall guy with a Lowry jersey and goes, hey, hey, hey. Because he's okay. thinking there's no way the real Kyle Lowry would be right here so this and cop I, in denver is like there's no I, way a yeah. member of the colorado Aval- <laughs> they're all up in the trucks and they're waving to people would be with a couple of beers in his hand was- am i right the only reason you picked
1: kyle lowry was because you thought what's a height that you could find people in the crowd that would be that height it was kyle lowry well i was
0: trying to make a again a comparison where it, an average guy could get away right. with being pretending to be right. kyle lowry and an average um a colorado avalanche fan a six foot white guy with a with a backwards baseball cap wearing like a Jersey that has the name of a player is a con would be a common thing. Cop right. grade. some kid. I mean, he is a kid. He, he, just, have special he just happens risk to, risk. to play for the avalanche, but you've heard stories. You've heard stories of yeah. players, you know, being refused at the, at the right. clubhouse. Who are you? I'm a player. What do you mean you're a player? <laughs> it's all that kind of stuff.
1: Right? Oh, I also heard stories of a, a former sports reporter uh, who covered the team getting refused at the Dunedin stadium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> former is the operative word. <laughs> Okay. Do you know who I was? Do you know who I was? You know, I was. Okay. That's it for the hockey thing. All right. Yeah. I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's no. cool. But I don't think the you guy cares. Know better. I don't think he cares. I don't think he gives a shit. All right. I have to tell you about this NBA signing. So, so I'm looking at the money that's being thrown around. First of all, what are the, uh, oh, the Raptors are still? They got some, some, some dough that they threw around. Chris Boucher got three years, 35 million over three years. Thaddeus Young, two years, 16 million. That's like bargain money. Um, Montreal's Lou Dort signed for five years and 87 million for OKC. But that's nothing, Mike. That's nothing. Devin Booker of Phoenix just signed a four-year extension for 224 million. Four years, 224. (laughs) Okay? right. Figure that one out. It's not hard. (laughs) Uh, John Morant of the Grizzlies. What a player. Five years, 193 million. Wow. An extension. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns of the T Wolves, uh, the uh, who I believe won the three point shooting contest uh, this year, because I didn't have him in my uh, Bodog uh, thing. Uh, four years, two hundred and twenty four million. That's an extension. Four years, two hundred and twenty four million.
1: Wow. Uh, the
0: Nuggets signed Nikola Jokic, five years, two hundred and seventy million dollars. The demand. Five years, two seventy. Mike, that's crazy.
1: Well, there's not a lot of him. That's what they're paying. They're in short supply.
0: That's what they're paying, my friend. That's what they're paying. Um right. Tennis. Wimbledon. Eight American men will qualify for the third round of Wimbledon. Eight. Oh, really? That's the most American men in the third round of a Grand Slam since the 1996 U.S. Open.
1: Not surprised.
0: 96 U.S. Open americans had some pretty good tennis players
1: sampras right agassi i'm trying to think of these guys was courier too- there Oh uh, he
0: was but courier wasn't part of that group okay thing. but you would some of them you would not like there's okay. guys that you were like what who <laughs> in that particular year right there was uh there was one where two qualifiers two american qualifiers played each other in the third round wow. two guys i couldn't even tell you their names now that's how long that's how long ago that's how obscure that they were right Right. Um, I think Malavia Washington was in that group there. I think. Um,
1: okay.
0: Anyway, yeah. So anyway, that was 1996. This year, Taylor Fritz, Francis Tifo, John Isner, Jensen Brooksby, Brandon Nakashima, who knocked off uh, chapeau yesterday, Tommy Paul, Steve Johnson, Maxime Cressy, or Jack Sock. Oh, I don't know which one of those guys won yesterday. Uh, They're playing their the they their match was suspended. Well, I have to find this out live. Sorry about this, folks. I have to find this out. Where, live. Where's
1: Gerstein when we need him?
0: Well, no, no. I'm just saying I have to find oh, out.
1: My uh, ref, my shout out to Brian, who's yeah, I know, I know. Canada Day messes with people's. Uh, I need
0: to find out here what happened at Wimbledon. People are because, sleeping in today because Jack Sock and um, what the hell happened here? Jack, Sock- me, to, me to look it up? Oh, I got it right here. Hang on. Live for set. What happened with the Jacks? Oh, it was yesterday. Yeah, they suspended it because the outside courts at Wimbledon don't have um, lights. They don't have uh, right. Sock wanted in the fourth set yep seven 14, six, six yep seven yep. six and four okay good okay. so yeah so it's jack Sox. so eight eight americans okay into the third round how many canadians none zero male or female none none felix oje wow. aliasim out in the first round played terrible chapeau in the second round um i mentioned uh he was a semifinalist last year remember chapeau ran to, got it went to the semifinals last year right man he's been terrible this year he's lost eight of nine matches this year he's, he's Brutal, I mean brutal, and and his temperament and I don't know what it is. And Bianca Andrescu, who I bet at thirty three to one, got her ass kicked out in the second round. Wow! And last week she lost in the final of a two of a of a two fifty event. So there's you know the Masters one thousands. There's the well mm-hmm. the Wimbledon. The points don't work this year, but still it's a major. And then there's you know the five hundred events, which are and then there's a two fifty event, which is kind of like you know the. You know the lowest rung and she couldn't even win that lost so in a final there and you and- once
1: called her a flash in the pan uh still yes still, yes yeah you're, she's well, st- well, yeah she was awful. She proved otherwise at least she did i will say at least she climbed the mountain because a lot of the times we see these canadian tennis stars rise and they get close and they get a nibble like milo etc and they don't actually win it but at least she brought home a u.s uh open title
0: but yeah, she's really got a, I mean, even her attitude after the match yesterday was kind of like, you know, when I was 19, I was full of, you know, swagger. And I felt I could beat anybody. And you now I don't have that confidence. Now. The other thing is, is that there's other players that have developed since she won the U S open. Right. Even though Ash Barty has retired, even though Naomi Osaka has chosen not to play as nearly as often. Right. Uh, you've got Shviatek now. I mean, with the exception of Serena, and 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 maybe Kerber. And I'm trying to think of um, oh the other American girl. You know, Andrescu never really did play the the great players when they were at their in their prime. She never really played Barty. She never played Osaka. You know what I'm saying? So that you. so when in 2019, when she had that run, and believe me, she beat everybody that you know that took her on, she was terrific. She never really had the the opposition for a long enough period of time where she could be at that high level Mm. because after that 2019 if you remember she got injured and then covid and then she just never had gotten it back but in the meantime many a young female player has come to the fore and some of whom are younger than her right you know what i mean Sure, sure um and are playing much better tennis i mean her opponent yesterday just was whacking her all over the place right so uh, it's going to take some time and even then she has to develop her serve again i mean she used to have a pretty good serve that you know was tough to return and i didn't see that at all her opponent was you know serving very well anyway um and i bet her too and i bet, and I made some money off of her last week as a matter of fact i got some good odds i think i mentioned to you i've been betting bb but i'm watching her matches closely and she's not there she's not oh. there and rebecca marino who made it into the main draw had mm-hmm. match points in her first round match and then Oh, subsequently lost like the next four games and, and lost part, out, part
1: and, of my and, ignorance. Uh, what, how old is Marino?
0: Oh, uh, she's about 30, I think. Okay. I, w- I figured she was, pa- okay, okay. She was a, re- she was a very up and coming player. I'm going to say a decade ago and had some serious issues with um, social media, uh, bullying and that type of thing a long time ago. And then just basically retired, like didn't even play competitive tennis for a number of years. But she was a very good player. And I still think she's a good player, right? And sometimes you play your best when, you, you know, uh, later in your career, you know, when injuries or other issues, you know, um, uh, uh, don't take their toll. I think that's going to be the way with players like Naomi Osaka. I think she's got her brand and she can play tournaments that she wants to play when she's comfortable playing. She may never get to the competitive level she was once at. But I think that's one of the problems with tennis and maybe especially women's tennis. They're just burned out. And it's such a lonely existence. It's just you out there, man. It's you and an opponent. There's no other factors. There's no, my coach did this. I'm firing my coach. There's really, it's got to be really difficult, very lonely. Right. Uh, Layla Annie Fernandez, maybe our best bet uh, out for quite a while. She had that foot injury that uh, was a break. She broke the, the top of her foot. Ooh. So that's, you know, that's never easy. Uh, golf, I'll be playing crosswinds a few times this week. Uh, got some holidays coming up. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people combine the Canada day weekend with the 4th of July. We got, uh, which is coming up next Monday is the 4th kind of make a whole big holiday out of that. It's great. Uh, it also means that the golf tournament of the week on the PGA tour is the John Deere classic. This is sort of one of those tournaments where, you know, the, 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 the big pros, uh, usually skip these like tiger. I don't think ever played the John Deere Classic. This is Mickelson when he was on tour. These are this is the skippable one in the in the searing heat in, in tractor country. You know, kind of thing like that, right? This is the one that be, the guys would choose. This is why they went to the live tour. So they didn't want to have to go to the John Deere. Um <laughs> JT JT posted 962, first round lead at the John Deere Classic. Two shots back is Burlington's Michael Glickick, who I'm sure has played crosswinds before. If not, I've got I've told you standing invitation for Michael. He's ranked. Michael's ranked 175th in the FedEx cup standings. Hmm. He got an got a, good opportunity here. Not nearly as difficult a field, much more wide open field. He's at 764 after the opening round, Adam Svensson, another Canadian who's ranked 100th in the FedEx is tied for 11th at minus four. David Hearn is at minus three, Nick Taylor at even part. Uh, the reason David Hearn's even playing in these types of tournaments is, I mean, he might even have some kind of an exemption in this tournament or sponsors exemption or something. Um, but he played it like this is the one where it's like oh good. The John Deere, uh, you know, not as tough a field. I got a chance. Uh, Nick Taylor another Canadian involved here even par. At the live stop. Oh yeah, they're back. The live tournament's back in Portland, Oregon. Carlos Ortiz 567 for the first round lead. Dustin Johnson next at minus 4. Pat Perez at minus 3. Brooks Kepka minus 2. Bryson DeChambeau. These are big names, Hebsy even par that's what they want phil mickelson could only manage a three over 75 what the fuck does he care he got 200 mil he doesn't care graham mcdowell a 79 doesn't care got paid 125 mil everybody gets guaranteed money no cut among the field of 48 no stress i mean what come on man to hit a golf ball to hit a golf ball what to say oh no 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 pga tour that's fine but you can never, I don't think you could ever say to a professional golfer, "Huh, oh, took the money. eh?" man, the competition looks pretty good over there. You know, I don't mind competing against those. Those are good players. You want to, if that came to this part of the world, I, I would go. I want to see great golfers on a great golf course. Don't you? No, but that's, you don't, you don't, me you don't guy, want but- to see great golfers on a great <laughs> golf course.
1: Well, I don't, I've never been to a golf event. I guess. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was more, it was more of a no, I know. it was specifically I know. right up your okay, but a lot of people like you want to see the best okay. don't you
1: it's almost like in radio when they say you're only as good as your call letters right like I feel like maybe I can go on Chum FM and I'll have a big audience because Chum FM is the brand or whatever so uh, the fact that it's not PGA like I feel like a lot of golf fans are not going to buy in because it's not a pga event am i crazy
0: am i out to lunch set me straight you're totally out to lunch let me ask you a question if there was a women's professional hockey league team in toronto Mm -hmm. they played a full schedule yeah would you go
1: it's different there's no what is that cannibalizing like it would Would be more would you go would you go i don't know maybe if i'm gonna take my kids Fuck off with or... i don't know mike
0: would you go or would not you <laughs> I'm go i'm very
1: selective where i go but oh, for uh, Brian, I might go. About, let,
0: let me rephrase the question for okay. fuck's sakes if you had a chance to go to see the toronto maple Fired Leafs play, would you go yeah okay if you had a chance to see a women's professional hockey team in toronto play would you go sure no you wouldn't oh <laughs> i don't think you would it's i think you're a hockey compare. fan you, you want to a... see the best you want to see it... the leafs okay if there's another,
1: the Toronto Toros came back and they took a couple of Leafs on, or whatever. Maybe Nylander's on the team and stuff, and they they signed with them because the big money was tossed around. Like it's still not the NHL. It's still not. No, the no. But wait league. a second. But was did the
0: opposition have Sidney Crosby? They have not, the opposing, maybe, Was Ovechkin playing for the opposing team? Maybe one jump? of those guys. Sure,
1: one of those guys. Then would I would for play. sure go. See, that's where I. If don't,
0: Connor McDavid
1: jumped, I would for sure go. Okay, so this live—it's only on YouTube, right? They don't have a broadcasting partner. Am I am I wrong about that as well? Maybe you have some catching up to do here. Uh, yeah, I think
0: but you it... have some. I think you have some catching up to do here, buddy. If you want to get involved in this, it sounds conversation. like
1: the KHL. If they were going to sign Ovechkin, and they were, gonna I
0: just him. mentioned a bunch of names. You're telling me that if the I said names. Mike, it's not the PGA Tour, but right over here at Glen Abbey, it's Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, and Dustin Johnson are going to play. You're going to go fuck them. I couldn't care less. Give me some big names.
1: What a great conversation to have though. What's bigger, the the brand or the the individual? But uh yeah. In golf
0: it's the individual. Tiger Woods starts his own okay. tour. Okay. You're going to go, "Oh, fuck, I don't want to see Tiger Woods. I want to go watch uh whoever the leader is at the John Deere Classic. I forget his name now." <laughs> come on, Mike, come on. All right. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care I don't care what it is. If Are you watching the, the live? Best... You're
1: watching on YouTube? Yeah, okay. If you're talking
0: okay. about the best in the business. Right. Look best musicians in the world okay maybe maybe not my style of music world's greatest cellist yo-yo ma Different. yeah i'll go for sure he's the best in the world right best okay. golfers in the world <laughs> best golfers guys hit that hit golf balls all right knock in putts from 30 feet drive the ball 350 yards and
1: how's I, this how's this Just i settle. will
0: go and watch
1: do you think, and I don't know the answer, so I'll find out later and I'll get back to you. Is humble Howard Glassman watching the live, uh, the live tournament?
0: He absolutely is. Okay. He's watching that, that the best golfers you. in the world. He wants to see right. what happens between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. If they happen to be in the same group together and right. DJ and Phil, and he wants to see these guys because these are great golfers.
1: Then I stand corrected. Once again, once again, you've enlightened me.
0: You need to do your homework. Um, robo umps robo umps by 2024 in baseball what do you think robo umps
1: uh the time has arrived but can i ask you quite jamie campbell last week on your show said something about he reminded me of the that that curveball that the bottom drops out of it so yeah this robo ump picks up where it crosses the plate right it doesn't matter where. i don't want. know i don't okay. know I if, if don't this know. technology works like i see the line calls in tennis and it seems to be pinpoint accuracy and everybody trusts it yeah but the
0: lines are the lines yeah. never move right the lines don't move. The lines right. don't get obscured. And every player you have has to ensure strike, that you have to ensure that the technology, mm-hmm. right? Like for example, you know mm-hmm. that that like Vladdy, for example, right? He's going to look at a pitch that's going to get called a strike, and he's going to look. He can't look at the umpire, but for sure, he's not going to just have a blank stare. He's going to look up skyward, or he's going to go. Right. He's going to question the electronic thing when a tennis player, okay. Mm-hmm looks at a ball that was called that wasn't called out mm-hmm. and then signals you know a challenge right okay? They challenge it, but they're challenging electronics, right? You see what I'm saying? So they have to accept the response. If we
1: trust the technology, I they think have to mine. accept
0: the response. The tennis players now knows that they must accept the response of right. the, of right. the line right? right of the electronic line. They right. must. Right. But just in case they've got actual lines callers, Whereas last year at the Australian Open, I know for a fact, and a couple other ones, it was all automated. If right. you remember, there were no lines persons. there was only a chair umpire as a human being. The rest was all done electronically, and you couldn't argue the call. There was no arguing the call. There's right. Then it's time. I
1: believe in 2024. Let's uh, bring in these robo umps. But then and you've got to have no challenges.
0: Here. Then how do you do the challenge Fine. system? You can't. No challenges. Challenge.
1: Then it's the same for each team. It's a uh, you know objective and uh, right. Beep,
0: it's a goal. Beep, that's count. Beep, strike. Ball. Like, I don't know, man. It's just going to be weird. And plus, I love seeing umpires. I love waiting that delayed half second to see if the umpire signals strike or not. Well, we'll have to adapt. When I see that pitch, okay, Right. right on the corner there, and then they show the replay in 3D, and then they invert it, and then you see that at the strike zone, it was low. Maybe a bit of the ball caught the strike zone, okay? And you look at that and now you're going to tell me that all of that is going to be incorporated into this new technology. Beautiful. I trust you. I trust. I don't need to see the pictures of it. Beep. Strike. Here's the three, two to Vladdy. Strike three. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and what about if he doesn't swing? What if it's a half swing? Well, that okay. might
1: require a human. No, thing.
0: no, 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 that should they should have swing. a sensor in there as well. They gotta be a sensor in there that if the bat, if the head of the bat crosses that line, beep, 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 beep. Okay, then I'm I'm all for this. Let's just oh, get man. it right. It's gonna be fucked. You're gonna to have to reduce the game to seven innings if you're gonna do this. It'll just No, do- well, that's that's
1: that's a bridge too far, like. Okay, it'll be too goofy.
0: Okay, oh oh before we go. So here's yeah. um so what have you been binge watching? What have we okay. been oh yeah, I wanted okay. What have so- we been binge watching, like?
1: You start us off because uh, uh, we own the city. I watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. But I watch everything that he makes, uh, Simon makes, because I love the wire in all of his stuff, actually. But that was another good one. I loved it very much. And I'm glad to hear you liked it as well.
0: I did. I really did enjoy it. Um, So here's what I've got.
1: The first
0: one, number one, is Shorzy. Shorzy is amazing. Shorzy is an unbelievable show. And even if you're not a hockey fan, Mm -hmm. but like I had said before, you got to be quick, man. You got to be—it's like Ted Lasso. You really got to be sharp, and you really got to get some of these uh, inferences and and um, references. And oh my God, some of them are just—they're spectacular. I love shows like that. I'm like because it's I'll get—I'll get the joke maybe a beat and a half after the line has been delivered. Right? I'm like, oh God, that was good just sensational. And there was one, so I'm watching, so Shorzy's great, but on Ted Lasso, there was one line. I have to tell you the line. Yeah, I have to tell you this all in context, right? So now it's one of the players for the soccer team that Ted Lasso uh, is, um, is coaching. And he comes in to complain that to one of the coaches that the coach singled him out in front of the other players and made him feel foolish. Right. Whereas the other two players that were involved in the hijinks, they weren't, Chastised nearly as much as this particular player, who's not a great player, but the other two players who were stars, they weren't chastised. So the player comes in to say to the coach, "How come you chewed me out, but you didn't chew out you know so and so and so and so?" And the coach says, "Well, so and so and so and so are they're different, you know. They're like um, they're like Picasso and Gauguin." And then the kid goes, "Pedophiles." <laughs> and the coach goes no artists oh. and i laughed so hard <laughs> and my girlfriend and we had to rewind it to hear it again it was brilliantly done all right it was so funny but oh. if you're but like it was the, the the it was so fast the dialogue was so fast that it, you had to catch it and if right. you caught it he was like you know that once picasso once go get pedophiles no artists and then on to the next thing and i'm like oh my god that was brilliant
1: it's a smart joke, actually. And, it was so uh,
0: smart, but the kids like the, oh, it was just brilliantly written, and I just love that. I love that, that when someone, whoever wrote that, they looked at it and went, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my God. And then when the actors saw it, he went, oh, fuck, this is good. And the whole scene, you just went, oh, what a great line that is. That's great writing. And the actors pulled it off beautifully. It just, and, and also, it's one of those open-ended ones where you could have written that about anything, right? You could have put two names in there, and the answer instead of pedophiles could have been, you know, uh, knuckleheads, uh, right. sex deviants, whatever the case. Very funny. Very funny. All
1: right, let me shout out a few shows that the, recently I've thoroughly enjoyed, okay? okay? And these, some of these are not so new, so you probably say, Mike, I watched that last year. But huh? uh, Succession is fantastic on HBO, and I, I, I love the finale, and I can't wait for the next season of Succession.
0: Yeah, I haven't finished season two. Again, the gap between shows sometimes is I have to remember what happened in season one, Right. I have to kind of look at it. And if I don't watch it for a while, I'm like, okay, oh, where did I leave off? See, yeah. and sometimes if I go back to whatever I was watching it on, it will remember. Yes. But sometimes it
1: doesn't. I mean, how you get at it, though. In my Bell 5, so- there's two routes. And if I go to the app, it remembers. And anyway. But okay, so the other one uh, I absolutely loved, it's got a couple of seasons, It's called Euphoria. So Euphoria is on oh, HBO. That's so, on HBO, uh, Euphoria? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Unbelievably not heard good. Of
1: that. And. There's a uh, special by Bo Burnham called Inside, which I anybody who wants to ask me about TV, I say, go watch Inside. That's on Netflix uh, nice. by Bo Burnham. It's amazing. And uh, more recently, I did enjoy, uh, I liked how they did Severance. So Severance is, uh, I think it's on Apple TV. But it he- is. It's
0: on Apple TV, same as Ted Lasso. And can I add The Morning Show, which I'm yeah, thoroughly enjoying? Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Thoroughly enjoying. And again, that was from last year or whatever, but I never had Apple TV until recently, and I had to because of Ted Lasso.
1: I watched uh, morning show as well with Monica, and we en- we enjoyed that as well. Oh, I didn't know Monica
0: was in that show. <laughs> uh yeah, excellent. Um, and Barry, Barry is oh yeah, oh my god, superb. Bill Hader is, oh my god, what a show! I mean, it just gets crazier and crazier. Oh, it's sort of like Breaking Bad, where you're first watching, it and then I don't know by episode That's three it. or four, you're like, holy shit, like mm-hmm. that all and right I that's I like revisit. barry barry is like whoa
1: i gotta revisit so last one because this is a sports podcast uh yeah. you did mention ted lasso which is about has a sport in it but i enjoyed uh winning time i i enjoyed Excellent. it uh very much yeah so and i like good. the
0: trails so yeah very very good all right my friend listen you and your family have a happy canada day weekend enjoy you too,
1: Hebsy. You too buddy enjoy.
0: Happy canada day. i will Uh, And to all of our listeners, uh, a happy Canada Day. And uh, to those who aren't Canadian, uh, happy 4th of July. Enjoy. Uh, And uh, it was lovely uh, speaking with you today. What about the Europeans who are listening? Um... Europeans? (laughs) Well, you said if you're not
1: Canadian, happy 4th of July. You assume all non-Canadians listening are American.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) They are, aren't they? Who else is listening to us? Oh, there's some people in Sweden who enjoy it. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't Mexicans. know. You don't know. You're just
0: giving me a hard time. That's what you're doing. You're good at that. You're good at that. Okay. That's it. <laughs> that's it for episode 291 of Hebsey on Sports. Thanks to Toronto Mike, as always, for production and inspiration. Hit him up at Toronto Mike. And if you're a music fan, definitely check out the Q107 episode. Three hours plus of gold.
1: And features some Hebzy man in, uh, in episode 107. one oh seven one.
0: Oh, I didn't tell. Oh, I never got to tell the Jim Veal story either. Never got to tell that story. Boy, I bet you there's a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor from that. (laughs) Okay. Thanks to our terrific sponsor, Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in beautiful Burlington. We love it there. Go to crosswindsgolf.com, book your tee time online and save $10 per golfer. Such a deal. And thanks to you for allowing us into your headspace. Love having you on the show. Back with another episode next week. Until then, so long for now.